Welcome to the City Hills Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that the message today helped you encounter God, love people, and discover purpose. For more information about who we are as a church, head over to cityhillschurchsd.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, click the Give button at the top of the homepage on our website. And now, let's jump right into the message. Well, welcome to City Hills Church Online. We're so excited that you're with us as we're kicking off a brand new series. And man, how awesome was my family? Like, they are so incredible. It was so fun to get to do that with them. But listen, this is what I wanted you to see in that interview. This interview was a way for us to show you that one family, one family unit can absolutely change the legacy and the direction of an entire family. Like my mom making that decision to become a follower of Jesus had this direct impact on her entire immediate family. And it just started to spread. And it was this really incredible thing to look at the legacy of my family now and how God has done incredible things because she made that decision. She made that first step. And it's so cool to see what God can do. But the other part of it that I wanted you to see is that, listen, we aren't perfect. We aren't perfect. We all have our flaws. We all have our issues. We all have our selfish tendencies. We all have those moments where we need Jesus to be a part of our life. So this idea, a lot of times when you see a healthy family, you think, oh, well, it was always that way. It wasn't. What changed everything for us was Jesus. And that's what I'm hoping that you pulled away from that interview today, is that regardless of whether your family is crazy, whether your family is awesome, whether you feel like you're the lone wolf that you've made this decision to follow Jesus and no one else in your family has, you're making an impact. And it's so vitally important. And I'm so excited that you were able to see that. But what I wanted you to see is that when a family is centered around Jesus and they fight for one another, your legacy can be completely different. And so we want to talk about over the next couple of weeks what it looks like to be the family that you want to be, that your family tree can start to look completely different, not because of children being born, but because what Jesus is doing in your family. So as we jump in today, I've got a random question for you. Have you ever been to Hobby Lobby? Like, have you ever been to that crazy place called Hobby Lobby? If you if you have, God bless you. If you haven't been to Hobby Lobby, run away, run as far as you possibly can, because that place is nuts. And so those of you guys, mostly that you haven't been to Hobby Lobby before, it's this store that just has all these different crafts and different projects for homes and different all of this stuff. And it's filled with people that I affectionately call craft freaks. Like they will legitimately run your child over to get to that 50% off yarn. But the issue is that yarn is always 50% off. They act like it's never going on sale again. I have been run over and almost in fist fights with so many old little ladies over yarn. It's, it's incredible. <sighs> Hobby Lobby, just, it just messes me up. It's bad for my soul. We went there to get some Christmas stuff this season. And the whole time I'm just like... Oh, what is going on? This place is crazy. But Hobby Lobby is owned by these Christian owners. And so they have a lot of products in their store that are centered around scripture. 
And one of them is a famous scripture that you've probably heard if you've been around. And some of you, maybe you have this hanging in your home. And it's this scripture that's based out of the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15. We just use a little portion of it, but I want to read the whole thing to you. It says this, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. Here's the key verse. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. If you've ever been around any Christian family, I'm sure there's somewhere in their house. There's a sign that says this. But I wanted to talk to you about that today because I think we don't understand how powerful of a statement that is. I think a lot of times we don't understand also how challenging of a statement that is. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But as we like to do at City Host Church, I want to give you the context in which this verse was written, because I think it's really important for us to see. And the context is this. This is a message that God is speaking to Joshua, the leader, and he's delivering this to the Israelite people. And the, the time frame that this is happening is they've, they've gone through the promised land. They've had these incredible victories. God has done amazing, miraculous things. And, and Joshua is about to send them off on their own, right? That, like This is the teenager going to college. And this is God and Joshua having the dad speech with them before they go and they live their life. And this is when he's writing these words. It was an important challenge for them. So if we back up a few verses and we go to verse 13, it gives us a better picture of what God is actually saying to them and how important it is for us as we discover the family that we want to be. So verse 13, it says this. So I gave you a land on which you did not toil and cities you did not build and you live in them and you eat from vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. God was giving them context. He's saying, hey, 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 listen, listen, listen. As you're going into this land, as you're going to this land that I've promised you, as you're breaking up into the different tribes of Israel and Judah, as you're doing that, don't forget where this land came from. Don't forget that all this milk and honey and this olive trees and this, all of these things that you're going to enjoy, don't forget that you didn't plant those. Don't forget that you didn't toil and work and dig and fight for those things. Those were provided to you. I gave those to you. I went before you and I defeated your enemies. I I gave you victory in battle after battle. Don't forget the blessings that I've put in your life. Don't forget you didn't toil. You didn't build these cities. You live in them. And it's so important for them to understand that they didn't deserve this. They didn't earn it. This was a gift from God. And the truth that we have to understand is when something is given freely, we have to fight to value it. When something is just given to us, we have to work even harder to understand the value that it really has. It's never been more clear in my life to understand this principle than when I became a dad. Because I know how hard I worked and how hard Lauren works to put food on the table. And, and then we get to Christmas time, we give them all of these incredible gifts. And for a hot minute, that gift is the greatest thing that's ever happened. They're screaming. They're, it's, ah, it's wonderful. 
But by the time we get to Valentine's Day, it's in the backyard behind a bush somewhere rusting to pieces. And they couldn't care less about that thing that was the greatest thing ever. They didn't earn it. It was freely given. It was something that just came into their life and it was like, oh, okay, this is awesome. But they didn't value it because they didn't work to earn it. And, and I wonder how many times in our life we do the same thing with God. It's one of our challenges today. Do you quickly forget the blessings and the provision that God has placed in your life? Do you run into those times where you, you just devalue what God has done because you're so focused on what you don't have? Are you so focused on what you don't have that you miss out what God has done? Have you taken time as a family to go back and go, man, God's brought us through a lot. God's done so much. Do you forget the blessings that God has put in your life? I know we do. We, we struggle with this. Even with our relationship with Jesus, this idea that grace is so freely given to us so many times, we just we take advantage of it because we don't. We don't understand this concept of something so valuable given to us so freely. So we jump into verse 14. Now fear the Lord or respect the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worship beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. I love that word to throw off the things of the past. Throw off those those gods. You don't need those in your life. You've experienced the one true God. This week, I got the opportunity to, to be a part of a, a leadership talk with some leaders around the nation. And it was it was really cool. And I shared with them this this thought. Never let your past be the anchor that holds you back from your future, but always allow your, your past to inform your decisions as you move forward. Like, don't let your, your past be this anchor. Like, you can't get past it. Oh, I made too big a mistake. My, my history is too flawed. I can't do anything for God. That's not what God wants. But we can't ignore our history. And what, what Joshua is saying is, hey, remember those gods? Remember what God did? Like, don't hold on to those things. Move forward, understanding that they weren't valuable, but God was valuable. The writer of Hebrews says it so much better than I could in verse in chapter 12, verse one. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders in the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. So the challenge for for you and I is what are those weights that are holding your family back? As you go into the season, as you're navigating that, what are some of those weights that are holding you back from from who you want to be? That's holding your family back from being the kind of family that you want to tell stories about, that you want to have interviews about. What are those weights? What are those sins? What are those things that so easily entraps your family? Allow God to reveal those things in you, reveal those things about your family so that you can truly become the family that you want to be. And we come back to verse 15 that we started out with. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, if all these other things are so much better, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. I love the determination. I love the clarity. I love the way that Joshua communicated this. 
But there's an important thing as we turn just a couple pages in our Bible to see what happens when we don't value what God is doing, when we miss out on the importance. And it's it's one of the saddest, uh, just heartbreaking verses in all of Scripture. And it's found in the second chapter of Judges, just a couple pages forward. And it says this in verse six. After Joshua had dismissed the Israelites, they went to take possession of the land, each to their own inheritance. The people served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and the elders who outlived him, who had seen all the great things that the Lord had done for Israel. Jump ahead to verse 10. But after that, a whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors. They had died off. Another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Then the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and they served the Baals. There's a whole generation who did not know who God was. They didn't know what he had done. They didn't have a relationship with him. How how does that happen? How are you rescued from the things that they're rescued from? And, And there's a generation of people that don't know God. And I think part of it is because... This gift was so freely given to them that they didn't value it. It wasn't a daily part of their life. It was no longer the fabric of their family. It was no longer a part of their storytelling when they went to bed, talking about what God did at the Red Sea, what God did when he he brought manna down from heaven, when God brought water from a rock, how he he sustained millions of people (laughs) traveling through the desert, how he had won battle after battle. They had lost these stories. They had stopped talking about God. God was no longer a part of their DNA. They had left him. They'd forgotten him. He was no longer valuable enough to them that they would remember him. And that's scary, right? Like, well, Danny, there's no way we could ever get there. There's no way we could ever do that. But look at what God did for them. Look at the miracles. If they could forget, if there could be a whole generation of children who grew up not knowing God whatsoever, then you and I have to be on guard in our families that the same thing doesn't happen. Because if it could happen to them and they're literally still living in cities that they didn't build and and harvesting crops that they didn't grow, there's a very good chance that you and I could get to the point that we leave God out of our lives enough that we could have a whole generation who doesn't know him. So how do we become the family that we want to be? There's two quick determinations that I want to share with you that I believe will be the foundation as we go through the rest of this series. And the first one is this, be determined to live by principles, not pressure. Listen, everything in your life is pressuring you. You have pressure to to perform, pressure to be successful, pressure to live a certain way, pressure to live up to some standard that maybe your family put on you, pressure to live up to standards you put on yourself. There's pressure in every area of our lives. And what I need you to understand is that, that some of you, this is you're the first generation followers of Jesus in your family. This is a huge thing. You've you've made a decision that sets you apart from the rest of your whole family. And that means even more than anyone else, you have the opportunity to start something. But it it requires you to establish some principles in your life because the pressure is coming. And what happens so many times is that we have work pressure. 
We have home pressure. We have financial pressure. And those pressures so many times will be the leaders of our lives rather than our principles. And we're going to talk a little bit more next week about some of those principles and how we can establish those things. But it's important for you to to evaluate from now. Okay, what are some of those principles that we're going to set as the standard? Right. Like you you've all worked at a place where where this is the this is the standard. This is what this is bare minimum. This is what we're going to do in every season. It's important for us. We have to do that with our family. We have to establish principles that help us be able to push back on the pressure of life. The second one is this determined to live by your values, not by volume. Listen, Isn't it so true in your life that everything is so loud? The world is just so loud and noisy. There's so many things trying to vie for your attention. So many things trying to distract you. So many things that it's like, can I just have some peace and quiet? Our our little girls are in a phase where I don't think they ever stop talking. They wake up talking. They go to bed talking. And it's like, I was out of words by 9 a.m. Like, how are you still talking? This is unbelievable. So many times we, we allow those loud voices in our life to become so powerful that we miss the quiet whispers that God is speaking. We live by the volume and what we hear the most. But you see, your values are actually more important than your principles. Think about it. Think about it. Haven't you had a, a, a time in your life, maybe you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to fix things financially and you kind of like you set some standards in your life. You're like, we're going to do this. We're, we're going to follow this. We're not eating sweets and we're not. We're going to go exercise. We're going to do all and, and you do it for a little while. But eventually you start figuring out some reasons why you can compromise on it. Well, I mean, we don't have to do it every time I and mean, we don't have to do this time and, and we'll just skip this week and then we'll pick it back up next week. So many times our principles become negotiable, but our values, our values connect us to Jesus. Our values are driven by what we desire. Our values are driven by, by what we, who we want to be. It's more than just what we do. It's what we want. And we talked about this last week, the power of what we want driving what we do. And so I think it's so important for you to understand that that if your values are driving you, then the Lord continually will have access to your heart. If you're finding your value in your relationship with the Lord, if you're finding value in the things that are important to him, it will help you live out those principles. It'll help you be able to to shape your desires, to shape the things that are happening within you. I like to think about it this way. Your values are the steering wheel, but your principles are the lines on the road, right? Your, your values are what's actually in control. It's the deep desires of your heart. And the principles are those things that you're doing to help you navigate through Life. It's the guidelines. It's the barriers. It's those those simple nudges. You know, if you had driven one of those cars that if you go a little bit to the side, it's like beep, 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 beep. Those are super annoying. And it reminds you how much you swerve. But those those guidelines are super important, but not as important as the steering wheel that's actually controlling your life. So what are your values? What do you value most as a family? What are those principles that you need to establish? 
Guys, if we want to be the family that we're dreaming of being, if we want to create this incredible legacy, it starts with us asking ourselves, what do I actually value most in my family? What do I actually value and put my time into, put my energy into? What are those things that are actually driving your life? When we allow the Lord to be the driver of our values, He has access to reshape our desires. He has access to reshape the dreams that we have for our family. He has access to help us live out the purpose that he created us with. That's what absolutely changes your family. That's what absolutely changed my family. That they surrendered their lives. They surrendered what they valued. They surrendered their agenda. They surrendered all of their plans and they said, Jesus, hey, You take the wheel. You be the driver of what matters to me. And when Jesus is the driver of that, when he's in control and leading what you value the most, it's so much easier to live out those principles when life sends pressure your way. For some of you hearing this message, your step is is why you do need to evaluate those values. Some of you may, you need to make that decision. You need to make that decision to say, hey, Jesus, I've been trying to drive my life. I've been trying to do my own thing. I've been trying to do this without you. Some of you, your big step in this to become the family that you want to be is actually surrendering your life to Jesus. To, to make that decision to say, hey, Jesus, I need you to be the leader of my life. I need to, to pray that prayer. I need to take that step of faith. I need to put my hope and trust in my future, in my family, in your hands. Make that decision that my family did, as as they so eloquently put it, as it changed everything in their lives. If that's you today, we're here to pray with you. We're here to champion you, to celebrate that decision because it's the greatest decision you could ever make. So let's pray together. Father God, I pray for every person who's hearing this message today. I pray for that person who... Maybe they haven't made that decision. They're still on this faith journey. They're still trying to figure out what it even looks like to follow you. They're trying to figure out whether or not you are who you say you are. God, I pray today that you would speak so clearly to them, that your Holy Spirit would just speak to their heart and let them know that you are as real as real can be, that they can put their hope and their trust in you, that they can pray this simple prayer that says, Jesus, I need you to be the leader of my life. I surrender my life to you. I surrender my heart to you. I surrender my plans to you. That we would surrender all of those things that we value to you, Lord. And that as we do that, you put us on the path. You, you drive us towards this incredible purpose that you had for us from the moment we were born. Lord, I pray for the rest of us, those who consider ourselves followers of you, that you would help us to really evaluate what we value. What's actually driving us? What do we really want? And do they line up with your heart? Do they line up with your plan? Do they line up with your purpose? Jesus, I pray that you would help us as we evaluate our values, that we, we would also be able to learn and, and have clarity around some of those principles we can build into our lives so that we can truly become the family that you want us to be. Not a perfect family, but a family that is centered around you and a family who fights for one another. God, let our families in City Hills Church be 
beacons of light in the community because of the way that they love you and the way that they love each other. Lord, this is our prayer this Christmas season, that you would draw us so close to you and so close to each other that everyone around us has to take notice and say, what, what is going on? And we have the opportunity to point them to you. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this message that, that just speaks to all of us and reminds us to reevaluate where we are so that we can live out the purpose you created us for. We love you, Jesus. We pray all of this in your strong name. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed the message today. We would love to be able to partner with you on your faith journey. Regardless of where you're at or what you're walking through, know that your friends at City Hills Church are here for you. If you would like for us to pray for you, click the contact button on the top of the homepage and share your request with us. Our prayer team will keep you and your family in prayer every week. We hope you have an incredible day and that you discover a little more purpose throughout your week. We look forward to seeing you soon.